Welcome back, friends, to the Rob Booker Forex Show. I'm Rob Booker, and this podcast is sponsored by IG. IGUS, you can find them at IG.com. You can also go to BookerForex.com. You can click the contact link at the top of the page. When you join that list, I'm going to send you a bunch of free stuff. I don't have anything to sell you. I won't have anything to sell you. And you'll be invited to come to my absolutely 100% free daily live trading room coming up soon. And you can get all the details at BookerForex.com. So in the last episode, if you didn't hear it, I talked a little bit about how to get started in trading FX. Um, but I didn't just say that. I told you the top three things that you need to do. You need to download some charts. You need to get a paper trading account set up. You need to take your first trade. And you need to sign what I refer to as the trader's contract. It's a promise between you and yourself that you're going to sort of follow the rules of money management and do what it takes to become successful. Now, considering that you've probably already done those things, that's why you're here on episode two. And I'm glad to have you. If I were going to title this episode, I would title it, Rob Booker wears a sport coat. <laughs> so if you're watching the video podcast on Spotify, how's it going? Uh, my name is Rob. I was uh, just walking outside with the dog and I, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to get dressed up for this episode. So I, I put on the old sport coat and I came back here into the office and let's fire this thing up. When I left you in our last episode, I teased this story of my friend Kurt. Now I was driving up uh, the... Ohio side of the Ohio River on the way to the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania airport one day. And Kurt called me up on the phone. And this is like in 2008. So this is way back when. And Kurt called me up and he said, hey, Rob, I've got a bunch of questions. I visited you at your office and you taught me a trading strategy. And I've got a few questions. And I want to start it with this. So uh, I started with $2,800 a few days ago. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, for sure. What he's next going to tell me is he's drawn the entire account down and he's losing a bunch of money and he's super frustrated and he wants my help. And how do I help him out of these bad trades? And he said, okay, now it's up to $72,000 right now, but I've got a few questions. And it was like a record had just, you know, like screech, what, huh? And I was absolutely blown away. I didn't pull the car over, but I certainly wanted to. And I said, did you just say that you're up $72,000 right now? And how many days ago did you start trading? Oh, I started trading a few days ago. Now, listen, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee you in today's episode that uh, that was a normal thing. <laughs> certainly, certainly not normal. But um, it, it's intriguing because Kurt, and this is the part of the story I didn't tell you. Kurt not only had grown an account from $2,800 up to $72,000 in four days, but he did close those trades. He did realize that profit. And he was working as a pharmacist out in the West and he was, he was working at Target. He was a pharmacist and he would come out into the parking lot. He would manage the trades on his phone, go back in and do work. You can't use your phone and be a pharmacist at the same time. So automatically that ought to convince you and help you realize that you don't have to have a lot of time and you can have a full-time job. And then he would go home at night and he would set up the trades. And the great thing about the currency markets is that it's open 24 hours a day, five and a half days a week. So he, he, no matter what, he could set those trades up. And if you're getting excited, I know exactly why you're getting excited because you're wondering, is Rob gonna finally get to the effing point and tell me what the strategy was? I am. But I wanna let you know something else. He didn't have a lot of money saved. They had a hole in their roof. You could go in their living room and look up and there was a hole. I am not making this up. Okay, so hardships, difficulty, a job he didn't like, debt that he was trying to pay off, responsibility, like 
all kinds of responsibilities on his shoulders. And Kurt was one of those people that really, really understood the concept of you can either have money or you can have excuses. That was it. Kurt chose money. He didn't choose excuses. And when he got his brain wrapped around this trading strategy, he was just 100% on board with it. So not only did he turn uh, $2,800 into $72,000 in four days, but he did it again, and then he did it again, and then he did it again, and then he did it again. And so in 2009, I flew all over the world. I actually took him with me all over the world. And I paid him, I think if I remember correctly to this day, I think I paid him $5,000 every time he would go someplace in the world with me. I'd book his flight. Sometimes his wife would come along. And he pulled himself out of relative poverty, considering the circumstances that he was in. Even though he's a pharmacist, you know, that, that like those of you that have reasonably well-paying jobs, you know, that's not necessarily, that doesn't mean you're rich, right? He had debt, he had responsibilities, he had all kinds of things going on. Pulled himself out of that situation. And we traveled around the world and we told his inspiring story to hundreds, even thousands of people all over the world. Now, there's a good and a bad ending to this story, but what I want to focus on is the middle. You've waited long enough, and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for waiting so patiently. Here's the strategy. Kurt would trade a mean reversion strategy, which means that when a currency would travel too far for too long in one direction, it would inevitably snap back and turn around and go the other way. Now, mean reversion strategies have gotten a bad reputation over the years because people hold on to losing trades, and some things can go haywire with that kind of a strategy. But still the same, I want you to, if you can, you can Google Fisher Black. He was the co-creator of the Black-Scholes formula. And Fisher Black was a partner at Goldman Sachs. And one of the last memos that he wrote to Goldman Sachs employees was, um, number one, the most valuable thing that we have is order flow data. And if we use it responsibly and within the boundaries of the law, it's the most valuable information in the world, which I thought was interesting. And the second thing he said inside of this private memo, and I don't know if you can find it or not, I actually got a copy of it because I knew someone who worked at Goldman Sachs that had it. And um, I don't think it was ever published and it was never released. And sometimes you can grab a copy if you can find it online. It was sort of the last memo that Fisher Black wrote uh, before he retired or left for health reasons. The second thing that he said is that he had had a, and I'm paraphrasing here, a lifelong fascination and love for the tendency for things to return to their natural state. Now, what does that mean? That means that uh, a river will inevitably, even though it, there's flooding, it will inevitably, inevitably continue to flow downstream, its natural state. It'll continue to flow sort of in the same direction along the same lines. Um, and once the Grand Canyon was formed, it's, got, it's basically set, right? Over millions of years or whatever, it's set. Um, the, the most powerful force in the universe, in other words, is the return to the familiar. Even a child in a broken home will sometimes miss their room, right? Even a person in a broken relationship will miss the person with whom they are in this dysfunctional, toxic relationship. And the draw of the familiar is so powerful that I would would submit to you that it's the most powerful force in the universe. And that doesn't, uh, there's no exceptions for that, including no exception in the currency markets. And the strategy that I had taught to Kurt was the strategy to watch for a currency pair to move so far away from one fixed point, which I will share with you in a moment, that it would inevitably begin the process of returning to that fixed point. So 
let's take uh, the following. What I want you to do here is I want you to imagine in your mind, and if you're watching the video version of the podcast on Spotify, welcome. It's nice to see you here. And I'm going to use my hands to gesture, but I'm also going to visually draw this for you. And then if you go to bookerforex.com and click on contact, I'll get you on my email list and eventually I'll have a PDF or a download or an ebook that you can read about this. Once again, I don't have anything to sell you. I'm not going to sell anything. There's nothing to buy. Um, everything that I do related to the currency markets is absolutely free thanks to IG. Okay. And IG is IG markets. You can look them up online. Here's what Kurt would do. And this is the strategy that I taught him. I first asked him to place on his charts the daily pivot points. And daily pivot points are certainly a median. If you take yesterday's high, low, and close, and you add them together, and then you divide that sum by three, you get what is a pivot point. It's kind of like one way of saying that it was yesterday's average price. And you don't know yesterday's pivot point until today. A new daily pivot point in the currency market, which is open 24 hours a day, tends to show up on your charts around 5 p.m. New York time or around midnight UK time because the currency markets for years have sort of revolved around the city of London and that time. In fact, uh, JP Morgan made his first billions actually trading currency using the undersea cable. And that's how the British pound got its nickname cable. Okay, enough trivia. Let's get on to the strategy. So every once in a while, there will be this daily average, the pivot point. And it will be created at 5 p.m. New York time on a Monday, let's say. And it will never touch it. it. The currency will just be flying away. The British pound will be flying upward or the U.S. dollar Japanese yen will be flying downward and dropping and dropping and dropping. And it won't touch that price from yesterday. So once that price is on the screen and it hasn't been touched yet, we call that a missed pivot. A missed pivot is a pivot point from yesterday that has not been touched by price. And that just means it's just floating out there. It's an average, but it wasn't touched. It's a level that is magnetic, and yet it didn't get touched. Uh, 75 to 80% of the time, a daily pivot point is touched on the same day that it's created. So generally, because it's an average, uh, generally speaking, if Monday at 5.01 p.m., we have Monday's pivot point that stretches into Tuesday, generally speaking, that will be touched by price. It'll the Currency pair will jump back up and touch it and then go wherever it's going or drop back down and touch it and then move up to wherever it's going or it'll pass right through it and change directions. But some days there's such an enormous strong trend that a currency is flying up or down away from its daily pivot point. And then it goes one day and then it goes two days and then it goes three days and then it goes four days. Within four days, 85% of the time, a daily pivot has been touched by price over a four day period. So if Monday's pivot is created by Thursday or Friday of that week, there's an 85% chance, regardless of the currency pair, really, uh, the Euro US dollar, the US dollar Japanese yen, uh, the New Zealand dollar Canadian dollar, the Australian dollar Canadian dollar in particular, all generally speaking will have been touched by price. So within four days, if it hasn't yet been touched, it is termed or it is uh, categorized as a super massive black hole magnetic I don't know, whatever you want to call it, the Death Star, the tractor beam. So four days in, price has been floating further and further and further away from the pivot. So it's just price is just moving further and further away from it. And eventually, price will continue eventually one day back down or up toward that missed daily pivot. And when it gets within 50 pips, which is the, the basic unit of measurement in the world of currency trading, 
when it gets within 50 pips of that level, it becomes ultra magnetic and it just sort of gets sucked back into that level. So what Kurt would do and the strategy that I taught him is he would wait for a pivot to be missed for four days. And then he would wait for price to become, get back close to it and get within 50 pips of it. And it's sort of like an object getting uh, too close to the event horizon of a black hole. And it would eventually just get sucked into that black hole. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And with an enormous amount of reliability, Kurt would wait and wait and wait. And he would have five or 10 charts up on his screen. And he would wait for currencies to get back within 50 pips of their missed pivot. And then he would buy or sell the currency in the direction of the pivot. And he would stack orders every five pips. He would get in. And then if it kept moving, he'd get in again, get in again, get in again, get in again. And when it got within 10 pips of that missed pivot, he would have a massive trade there, all fired up and ready. And then price would hit that missed pivot. He would cash out and he would move on and wait for the next trade. And as simple as this mean rever reversion strategy seems, it just ended up working. We built robots to do it. We built automated systems to do it. We built automated strategies to do it. In fact, over the coming weeks and months, I should have on bookerforex.com a link for you to download the indicators and even download maybe an automated strategy for executing those trades. I could maybe even, long, long time ago, I built a, I built a, a website where you could basically log into your account and it would give you an alert when it got close and you could actually press a button and stack the orders automatically. Maybe we should do that again. It's been a long time since I did that. I actually won a programming award for releasing that about 10 years ago. It's probably time that we do all of this again. So that's the strategy. We'll dive more into it. If you go to bookerforex.com and you click the contact form, you'll get more details. I'll have a one page PDF written up about this in the near future. All right. I want to actually, if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to learn more and, you, and you're happy to get a bunch of free stuff, I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and uh, on Spotify or Apple or, or wherever you're listening. But I want to give you a brief story about myself and let you know why I'm doing this again. So about 17 years ago, I started the Traders Podcast. I did over a thousand episodes of the Traders Podcast. I did hundreds of episodes of a radio show that went on across the United States on AM Business Talk Radio. I was on actually an hour before Dave Ramsey in most cities. And eventually I sold that podcast and I sold that radio show for about $6 million. So it wasn't Joe Rogan money. It was before anybody was selling their podcast for a lot of money, but it was enough money to let me retire and take a break and, and whatever else. The company that bought my podcast actually shut it down. It's actually no longer available anywhere you look. And it didn't bother me at first because I had all that podcast money. But then gradually over time, I started to miss speaking to you and miss hanging out with you and miss teaching you. So what I decided to do over the last few months was I reached out to my friends that work at IG Markets and I said, maybe we could do something together. I'd like to do something where no one has to pay anything. And the only thing that I ask them to do is listen or subscribe. And the only thing that they could do if they really want to get started is download a demonstration account at IG Markets. Okay, so they said, great, we'll sponsor the show. And then everything that you can do is, is free. We'll basically pay you for your time. And then if a thousand people or 10,000 people or a hundred thousand people want to download all this information, it will always be free and it will always be available. And that's why we're here today. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. I'm so happy to spend some time together with you. We've got another episode coming up. 
And in that next episode, I'm going to break that strategy down a little bit further. And we're going to talk about the most exciting topic in currency trading history. And that's money management. How do you take a small account, like $2,800, and ramp it up to $70,000? Now, all trading involves a substantial risk of loss. Trading isn't a suitable endeavor for all investors, and most people lose money trading. But how does somebody go about doing that, and what kind of money management techniques would someone use? We'll talk about the risky way to do it. We'll talk about the safer way to do it and everything in between. I'm Rob Booker. I love the heck out of you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you in the next show.